What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited because today we have an incredible guest. We have Jeff Barch, and he is a visionary storyteller, marketing strategist, and a founder at Story Greenlight. With over 20 years of experience in the entertainment industry and online business, Jeff has helped shape content for clients including ABC, NBC, Universal, Disney, Apple, and many others. He empowers experts and professional advisors to tell their stories, serve more clients, and expand their impact in the world. Guys, I'm so excited for you to meet him. We have already had a great conversation before we even started rolling on this recording, and we are so excited to bring him and his wisdom and his experience to you. So let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Jeff, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Looking forward to this. Absolutely. I am stoked because I love, love, love the stuff that you're doing. And I can't wait to tell everybody about it and let them hear about what you're up to and what you're what you're doing to change the world. You're doing some incredible stuff. But before we get to some of that stuff, I'd love to start with kind of the backstory behind how you got here. I mean, it's incredible. I've read some of some of your bio and and some of the guts of it. And I'd love for our audience to hear about who you are and how you got to the point where you're teaching people about storytelling. Sure. Well, in order for that to make sense, I'm going to take you on a time warp. Yes. Back to the year 1996. Okay. 1996 was my was the end of my junior year of high school. And uh, there was a moment where I was standing with a VHS tape in my hand. I was about ready to stick it into a VCR and hit play. And I was absolutely terrified. And the reason for this, yeah, this was, there's, I had a good reason for this because on that videotape was a project that I'd spent months and months planning and shooting and editing and featuring the group of people that I was standing in front of. And this, this piece was about them and they were the, most important and powerful group of people in my entire high school. Now, as anyone who's been through high school knows, the most important and powerful people in the school are not the teachers. They're not the principal or the school board. They are the senior class. Right. And uh, I was standing in front of the entire senior class, ready to show them a video that I'd made about them. And they were going to watch it for the very first time. And the only thing I could think of was, Please don't look stupid. Please don't look stupid. Please don't look stupid. Because the fact is, I was very used to looking stupid all through high school and especially in junior high, man. Uh, and, and most of the time, I was looking stupid whenever I set foot on a sports field, uh, especially basketball, which was a very big problem growing up in the town where I grew up in, in Northwest Iowa. It was a town of a thousand people. Literally a zero stoplight town and everyone there 
worshipped basketball. So I eventually figured out that if I could take a video camera and stand on the sidelines and point it at the people who are really great at sports, then I could make videos about them and they would look good and I could survive. <laughs> so that was one of my main coping mechanisms, mechanisms through high school. And so here I was standing in front of the entire senior class, ready for them to sh see this video that I'd done about them. So tape starts rolling. There's some sections in there showing different stills of the kid of, of the students as a kid, as a junior hire, and then as a senior picture. And then there's some video pods talking about, you know, they just them goofing around and being stupid and some of their stuff about sports. And then the last section of this piece, it had interview clips of different seniors talking about what they've loved about high school and what they're going to miss. And I'd actually put together this scene where I got together a whole bunch of members of the senior class and I had them put on their graduation cap and gown. And I shot this at night. I had this scene of them walking past the camera into the night out the front door of the high school. So you hear these clips talking about what I love about high school, what I'm going to miss. And you hear this gal say, things will never be the same. And as you hear her say that, she's the gal who's the last in line. She reaches for the light switch, turns off the lights, cut to black, and you roll the credits. So I'm watching the senior class watch this video. And this is a pretty cynical crowd, but they did not move an inch. You could, hear, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. And the thing that blew my mind was one of the guys who was the most popular guys in the entire school, he was so moved, he could hardly talk. And he told me later, he said, I was thinking, as excited as I am for what's to come, I'm remembering the good times, I'm remembering the hard times, and I'm really going to miss the people that I've spent that with. And so because of that, I, thankfully, I didn't look stupid. I actually looked like a rock star. But that, of course, was not the point. I actually got the gift of seeing how powerful this stuff is when it comes to telling stories that really bring your message to life. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's taken lots of different formats all across my life. I mean, I started playing piano at the age of four. First 20 years of my life, I was Jeff the, uh, Jeff the piano guy, then Jeff the video guy. Then I ended up in Los Angeles and spent 20 years shaping stories for all these TV networks. And, uh, and, and along that time, I came to start building businesses based around teaching others what I'd learned. And what I came to learn is that stories have the power to make you care about anything that you attach them to. And I think a lot of people miss that. There, that is an incredibly important, mm -hmm. stories have the power to make people care about anything you attach them to. So if you're talking about a business, a brand, you as a person, if you tell a story that makes people care, that means they will listen, they will pay attention, and they will buy what you are selling. And it's not just something that 
happens with people doing TED Talks. This is a skill that can be learned and it's within reach of everyone. I love that. And it's so powerful. I mean, I, I can't tell the number of times I've heard of a business owner uh, come back and say, well, I, you know, I don't want to do any of that story stuff. I just, I just, can we just sell my product? And I'm like, well, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what everyone else is doing. Right. How's that working for everyone else? Right. Crazy. Well, so you've gone on a few different uh, paths and journeys as we know that uh, as you go, a straight line is never the path to, to the destination. And, you know, you said, hey, I took a piano and then I went and did this and I went and did that. Tell me a little bit more about that, that winding journey that, that led you to here. Yeah, well, I mean, in a nutshell, you know, there's there's a quote from Steve Jobs from one of his commencement addresses where he talks about you can't connect the dots in your life by looking forward. You can only connect them by looking backward. And when you put that together with the idea of creativity, uh, it's been said that creativity, uh, there, there's a gal by the name of Amanda Palmer who wrote a book called The Art of uh, How... Oh, shoot. I'm blanking on the name of her book. It's uh, The Art of Asking, actually, uh, by Amanda Palmer. And she talks about creativity in the context of creating life experiences like they're little dots. And then you take your dots and you make them into different connections. And then you share those connections with other people. And the process of creativity is how you connect the dots and how you move them together. And so in terms of how that's worked for me, looking backwards at my life, I grew up in church on Sunday morning, bored out of my skull because all these songs had five verses and they got played the five, five times exact same way every single time. I'm like, just shoot me now, you know? And eventually I figured out how to play the piano in a way that made that, that supported the ideas behind the songs. And I played them in such a way that these songs came alive and people came up to me and said, dude, well, they didn't say dude at that point. Cause I, I, I hadn't, I didn't know what California is. I hadn't started saying dude yet, but they said, <laughs> Jeff, the way you played that song made me understand that song. It made, it brought me into a closer moment with God. Thank you. You know, so the, the, the core of that wasn't just I was playing piano. It was I was bringing the song to life. And that, that right there is the idea of bringing things to life. That is what has been that through point. Whether I was in high school making videos about my classmates in high school or whether I was in college delivering the weather report on the radio and deciding that I should try to work on my on-air delivery so I didn't sound like I was dead. Because <laughs> that is a thing. Right. I, I, I listened to a recording of myself off-air on, on the radio, and I was horrified at what I heard. It was, <laughs> it was bad. But, you know, but, but really, that's what's, that's what's been the through line. But it's only been only seriously recently that I've been able to put my finger on what tied all that together. But I really believe that, you know, post COVID world, 
everyone's talking about artificial intelligence right now. All these things are going to be replaced. Change is happening so much that change is changing change and all you know, just blah, blah, blah about change and everything is changing. What stays the same? The need to make a human connection. And that is what truly stays the same. That's what ties us all together. And when we understand what the other human being is, who is engaging with our product and our service, who they are, what they want, what's getting in their way, and how we, with our product and service, can come alongside them and help them get what they want, that is how we create human connection through our product or your services. But it all has to happen from, with the understanding of story. There's no doubt. Man, I I am so excited to jump into the weeds here because, I, you know, I've, I've done my fair share on the story side. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of my listeners that have been around for a while, you know, I was a former professional ballroom dancer and we had to tell a story without using words. And so as I relate to your piano story hugely because we'd have to get out there on the floor. We'd have to perform for thousands, millions, or the most important people, the 13 judges that were judging. And right. we had to tell a story. And those of us that were better at telling stories with our bodies, utilizing the music, obviously did better. I've delved into storytelling a ton in in on my journey. You know, if I can just break in for a second, I just sure. love that. That is so cool. I've met, it, it just that the, that connection of of the idea within the different contexts because I've never you know I as I've said I've been terrible at athletics my whole life, but I just <laughs> love the idea of how the of how you're talking about how do I tell a story with my movements through right. my body and the partnership with your partner without actually saying anything. I, I, you are my people, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is good stuff. Right. And then you get, you start geeking out and nerding on it. And you know, I, I, you, you find yourself down the rabbit hole of, you know, the heroes to journeys and mm -hmm. you start digging down deep and, and, you know, it's been popular in the business industry and especially the marketing industry lately to dig into some of those really deep concepts of how the structure of a story is told and, and what the best stories have been uh, done. But I feel like there's an element of that that is so in the weeds that and, and in the trenches that it's so hard for business owners to comprehend on a level where if they don't go and they don't actually get into the trenches of of learning that that they just sort of feel like i, I can't tell a story this is and beyond I, what this we is beyond do. me right like yeah. heroes two journeys I, I don't have that i don't have two journeys my life is boring i've just done the same thing and here i am doing this how am i supposed to turn that into a hero's two journeys so i want to dig into the weeds a little bit about <laughs> your experience because it sounds like you figured it out and it, it, it seems as though you've figured out a path and a means and a method by which you can probably start talking to us about now where we don't necessarily as business owners have to go the path of learning all of that, but we can take advantage of your wisdom and skills on how to start to create that. hundred percent. So here's what I'd say first. Uh, you don't have to go to film school. <laughs> And please don't think that you have to, because if you talk to a Hollywood screenwriter, they will tell you, 
oh, well, here's the three act structure and it has to have 87 pieces and they all have to work together in the right way. And if you don't, you're then you'll never work in this town again. <laughs> Why are you even bothering you poor right. mortal? And, right. and and we all sit there going, oh, OK, I guess that's really complicated. And no, the story is not complicated. Now, the challenge, the, the main reason why it can get tricky is because the longer the format of whatever you're doing, the harder it is to keep anyone's attention. So the longer the story, the more moving pieces it has to have. But of course, the reverse of that is also true. The shorter your concept, the, the shorter your content, the fewer pieces that you have to have. So take heart. You don't have to have three-act structure. And, and the fact of the matter is, as amazing as the hero's journey is, I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell. I'm a, I'm, I'm a student of, of, of that journey. We live, I, I live that journey, and I seek to help others live that journey. Uh, you don't even have to go hero's journey to tell a story that's compelling. So I, what, what I would say is for... For people who want to apply the idea of storytelling and really unlock the power of it, there is a, uh, you do want to have a framework, which I know you love yourself a good framework. Uh, we yeah. both of us do. Uh, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, you do need to have a framework to it, but you do also need to know that stories also exist on a continuum. You, you are not going to hit a home run that makes people stand up and cheer with every single story that you tell. The main reason for that is there are multiple moving pieces at any given point, both in you as the storyteller and especially in the hearts and minds of your audience. And even the very best storytellers in the world don't always get it right. So you just need to know that at the beginning. But one of the things that people, uh, one of the things that people worry about storytelling is that it either has to be super complicated or I don't know what pieces to use if you're going to boil it down. So what I would like to offer to anyone who's listening is the, here, here are some, here are three elements that you need to have in order to set yourself up for the possibility of truly engaging the emotions of your audience. So here they are. The first element that you need to give yourself a chance to hit a home run, an emotional home run with a story is you need a specific character. You need to have a specific character. And this is where a lot of people immediately go off the rails. They say, oh, well, we want to talk about our customer." or our avatar or something like that. No, talk about one actual person. And the reason for this is the goal of a story that connects in an emotional, compelling way, the goal of that is to get the audience to say, I see myself in this. I understand something about this. And this engages my imagination of how I've lived my life. So the way to get that is to not go out in the big picture. You go narrow, you go microscope, you get a specific character. So say, uh, talk about the story that I talk, that, that I started off with here. The character initially was me and it was based around me 
in a in this second element, the second element that you need for an emotionally compelling story is you need a specific moment. So you need the character, specific character, and you need a specific moment. Now, why is this? I mean, people can say that, well, you, you can, you know, you can tell stories that take place over years, 100%. You absolutely can. But this is really around the goal of helping anyone truly engage the emotional connection between you and your brand and your product or service and your audience or your clients or whatever. And the reason for this is just as you want to get persons thinking about a specific character, you also want to get them drilling down to focus on one specific moment. Because when that happens, you get more attention. You've, you force the people to focus on one specific moment. And that means that they are more likely to concentrate and engage and have their brain look for instances in their history about when they've experienced similar moments. And then the third element is you need to have the specific character. You have to have one specific moment, and then you need to have genuine emotion attached to that. And when that happens, you don't, it doesn't have to be ugly crying. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or over the top. It can be, I was in high school and I was scared of looking stupid in front of my friends. I mean, that's a pretty universal feeling for almost anyone who's been through high school, you know? So it's when, when you get those three elements, when you put those together, it, it creates this focus. It's like you're taking the sun or the, the rays of a sun through a magnifying glass and you're focusing it to a pinpoint. And when that happens, you truly make your audience focus on what's happening. There is also beyond that, there is the very, very basic framework in which these three elements need to operate. You need to have your character, you need to have your moment, you need to have emotion, and then you need to lay these elements out within the space of before, twist, and after. So I'll stop talking now because uh, any specific questions come to mind based on this so far? Oh my gosh, you are, you hit it right on the on the head. I love I love a good framework, right? And and being able to break it down into these uh, consumable pieces, I think, is huge, right? Being able to to identify those things and being able to craft that, I think there's an interesting element here as you talk about putting it into the framework of before twist and after i feel like there is a unique ability that some people have to do this I, I don't think it's always as cut and dry as okay well you're able to do it i i mean i've dealt with numerous during my dancing days we we danced and performed all over the world we trained people of all sorts of statures ages uh levels and some just had that ability. Some tried, 
to have that ability. So what is it that that separates somebody's ability to tell a story and even using a, a solid framework like this and them just not being good at it? Like, how would I, as a business owner, just kind of know or be able to sort of say, okay, I, I need to get a professional here because I'm probably going to fail at this. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is, number one, this is a skill. Skills can be learned, full stop. There's that. This is absolutely a skill. Having said that, when you're talking about the interplay of human emotions and psychology and history, you instantly get into lots of moving variables. And when that happens, you instantly add complexity or potential complexity into the situation. So is it easy to do? It can be. It can also very easily become complex. And you have to, in order for a story to truly ring the emotional bell, if you will, to really hit an emotional home run, you have to have all those elements working together. But I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna double down on this because we are all that this, this, this framework of what, uh, of what this emotion driven story that I'm talking about here, this is only part of the picture because if someone sees these, this framework that I've laid out right here and says, okay, well, I know everything about story now. Well, that's kind of like, if you go out surfing and you paddle out on the beach you catch a couple of waves and you come back and you say, okay, I know the ocean now. Well, you, you know, you've been surfing on the ocean maybe, but there's a lot more. There's a lot more to the ocean than that. And so if we're going to, if, uh, if we can go a level deeper here, I'm going to add another framework on top. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your, your grin is like, yes, yes, please. So here, here we go. The, the bigger picture concept of what a story is, I call this the master story framework. It's uh, built around some of the work of Donald Miller, if you're familiar with building a story brand. And I've done some tweaking and some expansion on it. And here's how it goes. A, a story is where a character wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it, and experiences transformation as a result. So I'll say that again. A story is where a character wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it, and experiences transformation as a result. So when you take that concept, you can apply that to the story that I opened our conversation with. You can apply it to the, the story. You can apply it to the journey of your customer of what you're selling with your product or your service, you can apply it to your own life. It applies equally to all of this. And this is why it's such a deeply rooted, deeply fundamental thing, because we are all living this every moment of every day. And so much of us, so many of us, we don't even know, we don't even know that we're living a story and we can't even, we can't see those elements as we're, as we're literally walking down that path. So the reason that I'm doubling down on this idea that anyone can tell a story is we are all living a story. 
It's just a matter of saying, okay, what are the elements that we focus on in the right way at the right time for the right reasons for the right audience? So right there, you can see why things can get a little complicated. Sure. So um, one of the things, one of the things that, well, again, I will stop talking because I, I want this to be, continue to be a conversation, not just me. <laughs> no, no, no. Home. You got to continue. You're going to say one of the things, is, we got to oh, keep going on that. Okay. So uh, one, one, of the, one of the things that is super, super possible for anyone to do is something that my kids do every day. Uh, just the other night, my son, I was putting my son to bed, seven-year-old son, and he's saying, dad, there's this streamer up on the side of my, up, 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 hanging up on his wall. And he says, that looks like a W. And he says, and you look at this, that thing over there, that thing hanging down, that looks like the letter I. That's what kids do. They say, this is like this. Oh, that reminds me of that thing. And that right there is a core element. That's a core tool that we can latch onto to tell our own stories. So we can say, this is like this. So when so what what, what my son Levi is doing, he's saying, I see that shape over there, and I am attaching that shape to my concept of the letter W. So he is creating that attachment. So uh, just an example of how people do this in business, uh, just the other day, I was down in the kitchen and I was, uh, it was lunchtime and, you know, I wasn't thinking much. I mean, you open up the fridge and you say, okay, well, what's in the fridge? And I see a bag of bagels in there. And I said, oh, well, grab a bag of bagels. Well, I had not seen this particular brand of bagels before. It turns out it's this brand called Dave's Killer Bread. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Dave's Killer Bread? No. Okay. You will be after this, after I'm done here. And here's why. The, the logo for Dave's Killer Bread is a guy with a big, long ponytail and electric guitar. So, you know, killer bread, kind of a thing. And what you do, you I, I pick up this bag of bagels and I look on the side and they have their company story on there. Nice. Here's what happened. Well, here, here's the origin of Dave's Killer Bread. Family-owned bakery, son of the baker, makes some unwise choices in his life. He ends up in prison for 15 years. When he gets out, his older brother is running the family bakery, and he knows that Dave, his brother Dave, is having a hard time getting work. He's really down on his luck. And so he says, I'm going to give this guy a second chance. I'm going to let him come back and work at the family bakery. And that's what they did. And he turned his life around. He became the director of product development (laughs) at this bakery. And they have won awards. And the bread is good. And now this company hires its employees uh, for people who are the best at what they do regardless of their criminal history. And I'm standing there in the kitchen and I'm going, how am I having feelings for a bag of bagels? This is incredible. (laughs) I mean, when you walk down, when you walk down the aisle at the grocery store and you say, I'm going to bag, grab, grab some bread or some bagels, 
there are 40 different right. kinds of bread or bagels. Which one are you going to buy? I am going to get Dave's Killer Bread because they believe in second chances. <laughs> and they have created that. Right. They have told their story. They have printed it on the side of their bag. And that imprinted itself into my heart and mind because I also believe in giving people second chances. I will buy their bread. Right. So, I mean, this, this is how, this is how storytelling works. If you take, if you, you, you know, so let's just take the framework that, that I've, I've laid out here. You have a specific character, you have Dave who made some bad choices, ended up in prison. And you, you could say that it was the specific moment. The specific moment was when his brother said, I'm going to let you come back and work for me and work for the company. And, uh, you can, and, and, and obviously when you think about the emotions tied to 15 years of imprisonment, being, you know, getting back into the world, the joy of being free, the realization of, oh man, everyone, no one is going to give me a, give me a second look now because I am, I'm, I'm a criminal in everyone's eyes, even though I'm out and then getting a second chance. It's like, so all that stuff, it's right in there. And they have attached that, that character moment and genuine emotion to their product, which means that Jeff standing in his kitchen now says, I'm going to buy Dave's killer bread. I love that. Okay, so let's take it a step further. Okay. There isn't a big moment like that. There is no imprisonment. There is no car crash that I, you know, crawled out of the car that just tumbled down the mountain and made it back up to the road. There is no um, dismemberment or, you know, uh, bodily harm. There is none of that in the story. How do you mm -hmm. turn it into a story that has that emotion and has that feeling? What is it that you do as someone who has to deal with this all the time to be able to draw that out? Because I know a lot of our listeners out there are thinking, well, my life is boring. Mm -hmm. like, there's nothing big like that. There are none of those things. So what am I supposed to pull out that is going to be emotionally driven? Guaranteed. If you are a human being and you have a pulse, there are things that you care about. So that's number one, everyone, anywhere, no matter what, no matter for all people in all time, full stop, we all have something that we care about. <clears throat> so one of the things that I talk about with my clients is the idea of the thing under the thing. In fact, I literally, I, you can't see this on the audio version. I'm holding this up. What uh, is the thing under the thing? I yeah, love that. That's uh, th that's a mug with my company logo on it. And it says, nice. what is the thing under the thing? And what this is, this is the idea of how you can attach ideas to absolutely anything. I mean, it, you know, in, in, in a general, my brain is going 18 different directions. I love this. Uh, when we talk about the idea of the thing under the thing, in a nutshell, what it means is most people talk about what's on the surface. Most businesses, they talk about features 
and the features and benefits. They talk about they, they talk about the specifications. They talk about the stuff on the surface. But the businesses who really get their messaging right, they talk about the deeper elements of what their people really care about. That those are the those are what I refer to as the things under the thing. It's not about your it's not about an iPod. It's about the freedom of having a thousand songs in your pocket. iPod gets connected to freedom. And if you think that you don't have anything amazing or inspiring about your life, then you get to decide what you want to attach these things to. The other day, I walked into the bathroom. You, you want something super, super everyday boring. I walked into the bathroom and stubbed my toe. <laughs> I stubbed my toe on this little step stool that was right in front of the sink. And at first I was like, dang it, this, why is this step stool always there? And as soon as I was thinking that, I was thinking about why is this step stool there? Oh, it's because my four-year-old daughter, she's not tall enough to wash her hands without this stool. And you know what? I could get mad at saying, hey, sweetheart, you need to move the stool. But she's four. She's learning. I'm learning. I love my daughter. I'm okay with the stool. I'm connecting. I stubbed my toe in the bathroom to I love my daughter and I'm learning just like she's learning. Anyone can do this. I promise you, you it doesn't matter who you are, whether you think you have the most boring life on the face of the planet, I guarantee you can connect things to things that people care about. I love it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have to have you back on the show because we're going to have to keep digging into some of this stuff more. And so we'll do that in the future. Uh, but right now, I want to talk a little bit about what it would look like. I mean, some of our listeners out there are thinking to themselves right now, gosh, I need him to help me with my story. I, I need some help like because that sounds great, but I don't have the time to go in and delve into the inner workings of storytelling. And I Nor just need somebody one. to help me do it. So what does yeah. it look like when, if I wanted to sign up with you and I wanted to get in and start working with you, what does that look like? How does it work? Well, uh, in, in broad strokes, you can come to the website where uh, you can come to the website. You can find out how to work one-on-one -on -one with me. There's a group coaching option, all those sort of things, but really, to keep the conversation going, there is one URL that I want people to go to, and it is the website storygreenlight.com slash BC, as in business choreography. So that's yeah. storygreenlight.com slash BC. There are some resources there uh, exclusively for listeners of this podcast, and uh, it talks more about what storytelling is, how to put it to work for you and ways to keep the conversation going. I love that. Guys, this is incredible stuff. And I know you felt it. I know you got to experience it today. A lot of people, I feel like, talk about story and they say that they're going to teach about story, but you do it. You do it in what you 
are talking about and you've weaved it into what you're teaching and to the insight that you've been able to give us along the way. So all of you guys out there listening, like he's doing what he's saying he's going to show you how to do and help you to do. Like he's not just telling you, oh, I got this framework. You should go do that. Like he actually did it. So push pause, rewind, listen to some of the stories again. It's all there. It's all in there. He's done it as he <laughs> as he's gone along. And this is incredible. I love it. It's sort of inception. And uh, guys, I really want to encourage you all to go check out the website. Go see what you can do with your story and how impactful it can be to be able to change your stars, change the direction of your business. I mean, I've seen some incredible results when I have fixed up a story or even just included a story in something that I thought I could get away with selling without it. Exactly. And it is incredible. And and guys, you got to go do it. You got to go check it out. Check out storygreenlight.com slash BC. And, uh, and it's going to be great. Jeff, we'll do this again. You've been great. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It you know has what? been a pleasure. And you know what? Can I just uh, say I have one more thought here? Yeah. Just, just to wrap this up. Thinking about that moment of when I was standing in front of my classmates, praying that I wouldn't look stupid yet again, I thought it was about me. Right. And uh, I am privileged and honored to have learned in the years since then that it is not about me. The power of what we're doing when telling stories lies not in the in, not in the storyteller. It doesn't even lie in the story itself. It lies in the heart and the minds of the audience. That is where the power comes from. And when we as business owners truly understand our audience, and we understand who they are, what they want, what's getting in their way, and how we can come alongside them to help them. That's when it's not about us coming here to be served. We are here to serve. And that is how we make the world a better place by helping them get what they want. I love and it that. all starts with telling the right story. Absolutely. Guys, go check out the website. We'll see you guys on the next podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Good to talk with you. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.